Hey guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. We're two lifelong friends and musicians, but when we're not playing gigs, we like to talk games. And today on the Gaming Gig Podcast, you get three for the price of one. We're talking live service games, we're talking Nintendo closing down some online stuff, and the PlayStation Portal. All right, Daniel, you hear about this Fortnite thing that's happening? I did. I was really disappointed to hear that the Braves lost game one. I mean, yes, I heard about a Fortnite controversy too. <laughs> well, I don't know. That it's, I mean, I guess it's a controversy. Uh, Epic, the company behind Fortnite, mm-hmm. um, they've just laid off like, like, I think like close to 900 people. That is an epic layoff. And, oh, good. Um, and, and they're blaming it on like, uh, or at least one of the things they talked about was that Fortnite is not performing that well. Oh, thank you for the cup of water. You're welcome. It's, they're not making money on Fortnite, which is just, at least they say that they're spending more than they're making. Yeah. And that, that sort of thing I don't think has ever uh, been uttered before because Fortnite for all intents and purposes has appeared to be a cash cow. It, it really does seem that way. And it obviously Fortnite is one of the most popular, if not the most popular live service game around it kind of serves as like the the gold standard, I guess you'd say, is like what is a successful, popular live service game. Mm-hmm. But if Fortnite isn't even making money, it's like can is the live service model? Is it just not work? Uh, if Fortnite can't do it, I'm not sure anybody can. Uh, that that much I, I do, you know, kind of believe. But I I don't know how much I believe about Fortnite not making money. I mean, well, they say that there's. For a while, they've been spending more than they're making in Fortnite. I don't know. If How? That, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's a free game, first of all. So, and they yeah. put a lot of money into it. I guess um, they deal with all the licenses and stuff. My main, like, I guess, not really my concern, but what I'm actually more interested in is, you know, has the live service wave? Are we on the backside of it? Has it come and gone? Are we past the peak? Well, that would be cool uh, because I would like that. But I I didn't think it was a wave. I thought it was just here. You know, I thought it was just our world now. Mm -hmm. So I never really thought of it being a trend or a fad or a wave or whatever. But if we are on the backside of that wave, I'm cool with that. Well, and I think most people are. We can use a little data to find out about this. Data. Data. Data Data driven discussion. Right. We have a poll that we put out kind of judging if people's interest in live service games was increasing or decreasing. Mm-hmm. And the results here are like very overwhelming. Only 8% of people said that their interest in live service games are increasing. 92% of people said that it was decreasing. So obviously, according to this data, people aren't that interested in, and at least, you know, they're not getting more excited about them. I mean, if anything, they're getting very much less excited about live service games. Yeah. Now, we also took the approach with this poll of, uh, you know, you're either mo- moving forward or backwards. You can't stay the same. So yeah, yeah. Um, if I would have been to interested pick. to see what a middle of just like, I'm I'm cool. Like, I'm not, I'm just steady. You know, I would have been interested to see how much that would have taken from the 92%. But, I mean, it's a, pl- a pretty clear message here. Right. I think so. when you force people to choose between one of the two, we see people are, like, more negative towards live service games. For sure. But we have some comments here. And I wanted to pick comments that maybe, like, one positive towards live service, one negative towards live service, and then one that's kind of neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, so hit us with Avery's. Avery Hafferman says, All my best memories of gaming are online shared with my friends. You don't get that same social aspect in single-player games. And that's something we've heard from people before. It's a fair point. And, and in some ways, I agree. Um, <clears throat> some of my favorite gaming memories have definitely been playing online with friends. Yeah. 
And a lot of mine aren't. I mean, it, it, I have both. Oh, yeah. Both. But yeah. it's a completely different thing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we used to play Sea of Thieves with these guys all the time. And one of them, his name's Jamie. I don't know why I'm avoiding his name. We haven't mentioned Jamie in a long time. But Jamie always said that he, like, never understood how we could play, like, a single-player game just by ourselves. He said he only played games online with people, period. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that was so strange. I mean, there are obviously different types of gamers out there, and we've done polls in the past, mm -hmm. and we know that our audience is more interested in single-player, you know, like story, narrative-driven games. Yeah. But that doesn't mean everyone's that way. But, I mean, according to this poll right here, we see that it's very much decreasing. And your cats are outside making a ruckus right now. I know. It's, it's, they're playing outside. They've got some toys, obviously, like right outside the door right now, and they're just raising heck. Well, if you hear some craziness going on in the background, that's what you now you know what it is. It's cats. I hopefully hopefully they don't body slam the door again and scare us. They might. That day I, I, that day will live on in infamy. That was so funny. I love that clip. Now I don't remember what podcast that was, but that was great. Oh, that was the podcast where we talked about the PS5 revision rumors back when that was a thing. Mm. Anyways, Moving on next, we got someone who's maybe not so hot on live service games. We got Leftover Pizza, who said, seeing how 99.99% of live service games are buggy, unfinished, have no content, whose sole purpose is to sell overpriced pixels to whales, yeah, I'm long gone at this point. Catch me playing actual games with souls. Mm. So, you know what a whale is in this uh, I in do. This they're, they're you know not, what that means? Yeah, they're talking about like the, the person who buys, you know, like every bit of content that a game puts out. Yeah, you I know, just didn't know if you knew that. I did. I didn't think they were just calling people whales, like just being really mean. No, I understand. No, it, I thought they were, you know, I didn't want you to think they were literally confused in thinking that Fortnite markets to whales in the ocean. Oh, yeah, they definitely don't. But no, I mean, there there is a, you know... That's another conversation we had is like, do these games have to be that successful if there are people out there who, you know, can outspend, you know, a hundredfold what the average person would spend, you know? Right. That's why I don't see how Fortnite's losing money because I know they have a million whales. They do. Mm -hmm. You know, so. We've, we've run across people who are that way. I mean, mm -hmm. and like uh, some people who are really great at Fortnite and, and who are really good at the game and who just like. It's their life, you know. They just have they, they have everything. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, to go back to your question of you know, do they have to be that successful if they have people that will drop all that money? I think that's how they measure their success. Honestly. Yeah. I don't think it's about the game all the time. Well, and you know, I I wonder about you know the people who buy every single thing. Mm -hmm. Um, for, for I think for some of those people, that's they like the collectathon aspect, and yeah, it's real money. And if they have that money to spend on it, okay. Yeah. Um, what I worry about is the people who have those tendencies to buy everything, but don't have the money to spend it. So they're like spending money that they really shouldn't spend on it. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other issue. Yeah, that's a whole other issue. But for the people who like, you know, that's genuinely where they love to spend their money. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, if the game exists and it's being supported, okay. Right. I do worry about like, because some of these things use like almost like gambling type things and it can addict you in a way that I, I'm not a big fan of. They do. It's, it's like, it's definitely, it's the same part of your brain that the slot machine feeds. Right. You know, uh, those, uh, loot boxes are mm -hmm. like, I'm not a fan of loot boxes. And not every game does that. I mean, like, uh, Fortnite, for example, doesn't use loot boxes and right. stuff. Um, I did hear that they're raising the price of their V bucks. Really? That's what I saw. I saw it mm. on Reddit. I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been on there, but. Rocket League has a little bit of a loot box system because you get those crates, you know, but you can also just buy things. 
Right. But, um, yeah, it does. You're right. Yeah. That's kind of sad. Yeah. Fortnite doesn't do that though. They don't, they, they, they show you what you're going to buy before you buy it. Mm-hmm. But it's still weird to me that Fortnite doesn't make, it apparently doesn't make money. I don't believe it. I don't know. I'm just not believing you, Epic. I think it's an Epic law. Um, next up, we got a comment from Vlad. Vlad says, it can't decrease when you don't have interest in the first place. That's how a lot of people, a lot of the comments were this, were this exact thing. They mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, I guess it's decreasing, but it was never really high to begin with. Like, I was never that interested. And like mm-hmm. I said, our audience is very much skewed towards single player games anyway. Yeah. But I would have probably said that I was in that same camp until like, you know, a couple of years ago. Like basically once we started gaming gig and we started streaming and finding more games like that, that's kind of when I became interested in some of those live service games. Yeah. Before that, I don't know that I really played many. Yeah. I'll tell you, I definitely feel the same way. Like I, I'm interested in live service games if they're good games. The problem yeah. is there's so many bad ones out there. Mm-hmm. There's so many out there that are super shallow. Like their only purpose is to try to get you to spend money. Mm-hmm. Like that is not a winning recipe to me. That is not going to cause success. Speaking of Twitch, mm-hmm. did you guys know that we stream on Twitch on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern? That's right. You need to come hang out with us. We're playing a hodgepodge of games. We're doing a playthrough of It Takes Two. We started playing Payday 3 recently. We still play Rocket League sometimes, and rumor has it, that Baldur's Gate 3 may be on the horizon for the G&G boys. I, I think it's going to happen. I don't know how soon, but I think it's going to happen. All right, I almost knocked over this iPad. I know, I saw that. Yeah, I smacked it. All right, speaking of online stuff, kind of tangentially related here. Um, Nintendo announced this week that they will be shutting down the online servers for the 3DS and the Wii U in a- April. Mm-hmm. So we have just about, what, like five, six months left. And... Um, then the online servers for the 3DS and Wii U are down. And then it's gone. All that crap's gone. Well, I mean, like... The, Thanks, Nintendo. Yeah. So I was like, does it matter? Does anyone play online games on their Wii U and 3DS still? So put out a poll on this. Daniel, his when their results. <clears throat> 17 people... I mean, sorry. 17% said yes. 61% said no. And 21% said they never even had the systems. I cannot... Actually, this blew my mind i could not believe that 17 percent of people said that they still play online games on the 3ds or wii u i would have thought that number would have been like two percent like nothing i see kids at school that still carry around their 3ds's and things like that i cannot believe it i mean not i i I play 3ds still to this day um i have my 3ds plugged in ready to go all the time because i have some backlog 3ds games that i'm still trying to get through Mm -hmm. but i don't play any online games on my 3ds no and the only one i ever did play was smash yeah. And um, Wii U stuff, I had comments of people, let's see, I don't want to just jump ahead if, yeah, we'll talk about it in a minute because we have a comment about it. So I don't want to say, but I, I was just really surprised that people are still playing online games on the 3DS and Wii U because, I mean, it has to be mostly 3DS, right? Yeah, I would think it so. has to be. I would think so. Um, I, I just couldn't believe it was 17%, way more than, you know, people are interested in online service games, which is bizarre. Well, I'm not surprised at all that more people are still interested in the 3DS than, than you know, uh, FOMO-inducing live service games. Yeah, true, true. All right, we got a comment from Sky Games. Sky said they really want to kill off a lot of Nintendo's online history. This is just sad. Well, I mean, 
you know, things do eventually have to end, but it, it is sad that, I mean, I don't know though, because it's like, how often or how should we expect them to keep it there? I just, I do feel like this is pretty soon. Yeah. I mean, the, the Wii U is, is only one generation old. So, mm-hmm. and we still have like the PS3, Xbox 360, their online servers are still on. Xbox 360? Yeah. Really? I'm pretty positive. I can plug in like my non-red ringed 360 and play like... I'm pretty sure. I, I wow. really don't think they're down. Well, that's awesome. I know that the online server for PS3 is still on because I'm yeah. still downloading. Like every time I plug it on, I have like updates and stuff. Like I have to download updates for games and stuff. So I know it's still on. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that the online service for 360 is still on. I guess it is. I I just... It just that feels like a long time ago, but... um. That just goes to show you how soon this is. I know. And it, I feel like it wasn't even that long ago that they completely shut down the Wii's online servers. Right. And now Wii U and 3DS. I can understand Wii U because it wasn't that popular of a system. And pretty much every game that was on Wii U has been moved to Switch. Mm-hmm. Or at least a replacement of those games. But 3DS, to me, feels like the one that's a, a bigger hit. Yeah. I mean, how, how when did they stop manufacturing 3DSs? Oh, I mean, we were still into the Switch's life. I mean, so I would say they probably uh, stopped making 3DSs in 2018 or 2019. I, I mean, who knows? It could have been. It was officially discontinued in 2020. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's way too soon. Three years. Yep. Oh, my gosh. It's way too soon. That is That is actually wild when you put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I guess the Wii U was discontinued in like probably right when the Switch came out. I bet yeah. the Wii U stopped right then. So Which is like three more years than that. Yeah, so that was six years ago. But the 3DS, three years. You could have bought, gone to buy a 3DS in 2020, bought one off the shelves, and then brought it home. And then three years from now, the games you bought, no longer the servers are up. Yep. That That's lame. wild. When you put it like that, it really does seem crazy. And it is sad. Mm-hmm. I agree with Sky Games here. Yeah. All right, hit us with Jesse. Jesse said, I still play my 3DS, of course. I still have a backlog of games I downloaded early this year. Most of the games aren't online, yes. Both I can see a few. Sadly, won't 100% anymore like Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Splatoon still has players. The only game I wanted to play online so badly that I couldn't barely find anyone was Triforce Heroes. I played <laughs> local co-op, and it was really fun, but online was rare to find anyone. I did get it late. Um, I do think people are still playing the original Splatoon online on Wii U. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I know people play Monster Hunter on their 3DSs. I think that for yeah. a lot of people, the best Monster Hunter games were on 3DS. So. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's play. sad. That 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 makes me sad that you can't do that anymore. And then Smash 3DS. I mean, now like, when you think about that, I mean, like... I literally have a kid on my esports team who doesn't have a Switch, but is surprisingly good at Smash Switch and um, Ultimate. I don't know why I call it Smash Switch. Smash Switch. Smash. I just meant, you know, the one for Switch. But anyway, uh, he does still play on his 3DS like every day. And now he won't be able to play online. He won't be able to practice anymore. Hmm. I guess we'll have to cut him. (laughs) (laughs) He'll have to play against CPUs. That's the only way he can practice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Mario Kart Seven. Yeah, game's gonna be gone. I bet yep. it still has lots of people playing. You know it does. The more I think about it, the more sad it gets. Yeah, this is not good, Nintendo. 
But we got a comment from Tom here saying, how long is Nintendo expected to keep these servers going? Longer than three years, Tom. Well, and I, I, well I, they have been longer than three years. It has been longer than three years. Longer than three years from the moment you could walk home from GameStop with your system. Yeah. And I get what Tom's saying. In fact, when Tom first put this comment, I replied, I was like, Oh, they're closing in April. I thought he was saying, how long are they expected to stay open? Oh. <laughs> but what he means is like, how long should we expect yeah. them to keep them open? <laughs> um, and that's a definitely a harder question to answer. Uh, I'm not sure if there's a, a right answer. I'm sure that Nintendo has looked at it. Yeah. And they've decided that the amount of people who are online using their servers isn't enough to warrant keeping them open. And I'm, I'm sh- I think that's where the decision has to start. Right. I mean, if you ain't got nobody playing, don't waste your resources i wish they would be more transparent mm-hmm. that might solve it if they yeah. were like hey look we have online we have this x number of people <clears throat> online right now using the servers on a monthly basis you know like reviewing it is just not worth it keep it open i feel like as gamers mm-hmm. we might be like oh that's a bummer that people aren't playing online but um but because they're not being transparent it kind of comes across as just kind of like icky and then anti-consumer right especially when we have 17 percent of people in our poll saying that they still play online their 3ds and wii u right yeah i would i would be really curious to see exactly how many people that is because are we just being like you know vocal for a very small minority here which in itself isn't a bad thing but you know how many people are they disappointing here tell us nintendo ninjas 17 percent of our audience if that's true Mm -hmm. and i you know like we always have to remember that our polls are one is a you know they're they're only a small section of people, and then not always are people honest in the polls. And we'll get to that later. And we have yeah. In fact, we can go ahead and get into that in just a second because we yeah. have a poll. Our next poll, I'm not so sure people are being honest. But about. before we do that, and that's called a teaser, we have to tell you about our Discord server. We have a gaming gig Discord. There's a link in the description of this video. It's a great place to hang out. We talk games. It's a good time. We love for you to join us. All right, so one thing coming up right now is we have the PlayStation Portal on on the horizon. It's about a month away now. Yep, the new PSP. And at first, the PlayStation Portal was only available to be purchased through the Sony's direct store, like directly from Sony. Yep. Now they have opened it up and sent it out to where it can be sold by third-party retailers, your Amazons, your GameStops, your Walmarts, your Targets, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Ingles. All that, all of those places are able to sell PlayStation portals and they are selling out immediately. They right. go in stock, they're gone. Yeah. Which is surprising. Well, it is surprising, especially when we look at the results of this poll. <laughs> um, you know, we asked the gaming gig faithful, have you pre-ordered a PlayStation portable? A portable. Portable. <laughs> and well, 90% of you said no, and you're not interested. 7% of you said no, but I'm planning on getting one, which by my math, this doesn't add up to 100%, but <laughs> 2% of you said yes. 2%. There must be some rounding going on with yeah. these numbers. But only only 2% of people said they pre-ordered. Now, we're part of those 2%. We have both pre-ordered a portal, and I think we're both kind of excited about it. I'm very excited. I get more excited by the day about my new PlayStation Portable. Oh gosh, I hope I want to see how long you continue to say portable. Portable. It's hard to say. It's tough. But if only 2% of people are have pre-ordered this, why are they selling out everywhere? Why are pre-orders selling out? It drops and it's gone. Well, Coyote, I think that's a fair question and I don't have a good answer for that unless some people, you know, 
Maybe you know, I think it's cool to be negative about the PlayStation Portable. I do think it is cool to be. I do. I agree. And I think maybe um, people like being cool. <laughs> They're like, hmm. And and I get why people people are mad that this thing is not playing games natively. And I am too. Uh, yeah, we've we've had this conversation. Go back and watch our podcast yeah. where we talk about the PlayStation Portal when it was first announced. Sure. And uh, but it is interesting that it is selling out. We have a comment here from Vin who said, "I 100% would have bought it if it actually played games and not just streamed them. The technology isn't good enough for a product like this to succeed, in my opinion." And this is, I think, everyone you know, pretty much the common narrative is that um, if it played games natively, I would want it, but. If it's just, you know, mm-hmm. remote playing, not interested. Yeah. And I wish it could stream games too, you know, from the cloud, but it oh, doesn't God. appear that it's going to even be able to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless they update it later. And, I, and I'd say there's probably, a, yeah. you know, I don't, I wouldn't say like count your chickens before they hatch, but I'd say there's a decent chance that once the PlayStation cloud thing actually gets fully unveiled, because it hasn't been yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I know we can play PS3 games through cloud, but they have like a whole cloud thing they're working on. Yeah. And it hasn't come out yet. I think once that does come out, there's a good chance that we might be able to cloud game on this. Yeah, I agree. It, it, they could maybe add that. I'm interested in this next comment from Laninator. So Laninator said, given that you can buy a Switch Lite that actually plays games for the same price of $199, this thing is way overpriced as are basically all of Sony's products. They are becoming the new Apple. And I found that interesting because I agree with Laninator here, you know, it would be cooler if it could play games natively. We've all said that. And the Switch Lite at 200 I do think, is what I would recommend to someone if they're like, hey, I want to play in handheld. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if you didn't have a PlayStation. I mean, don't buy a portal. But yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think overall your experience on Switch Lite is going to be better. Sure. But um, anyways, keep going with what you're saying. Well, at the end, he said they're becoming the new Apple. And I, I guess what I'm saying is I hope that's true because... I feel like, you know, the Apple tax is real, right? Like everything that Apple sells is expensive, but it also all works together like perfectly. And that's what we need the portal to do. And that's, that's the only hope for this device. (laughs) That's what I was getting at. Like if this, if Apple made something like this, it would work. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that Landonator's right. (laughs) Even though I know he's talking about the money part and I, and I hope in that respect that it doesn't happen, but I hope it works as well as it would if it had an apple on it. I, uh, this may be somewhat controversial to say. Say it, Kyle. But I, I don't think $200 is that expensive for what this is. I do think it is a little overpriced. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if it was where I think, well, I think a fair but like really compelling price would be 150. Mm-hmm. But I don't think 200 is like outrageously priced. That's only like a you know 50 dollar difference. I don't really either because you got to think about it. You know you're paying for a Dual Shock or a Dual Sense. Those are 70 bucks on their own. Yeah, and this one isn't just a conventional controller. Like they had to hack that thing up. You know, make mm-hmm. it like it's it's a little customized. Is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. And then you've got what will probably end up being a really nice screen. Mm-hmm. And eight in, I think it's eight inch screen. Yeah, it's pretty big. Is it 1080p? Yeah, it's 1080. So 1080, 60, 60 hertz. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know that I agree that it is that overpriced. 150 would be like amazing. That's See, and that's what I want it to be. I want it to be 150, but 200, I think, is actually, I don't know. I I just don't think it's that overpriced. I do think it's slightly overpriced. We also like don't work in tech, so we don't really know how much those screens are going to cost Sony. Maybe it costs them nothing. Yeah. Maybe like I'm, yeah, it it very well could be. Now, if we want to talk about something that is overpriced that, uh, what, what's the DualSense Pro controller? Uh, the, the Edge. 
the DualSense Edge, that is $200. That to me is a waste. Now yeah. that is way overpriced. Mm -hmm. And it has worse battery life than a controller that already doesn't have good battery I life. I would have trouble buying one of those at $100 because the regular DualSense is so good, I don't, I don't even care. Right. Like maybe at a hundred, I might be tempted to buy one. I don't even think I'd be tempted. I don't think I would be that tempted. Well, I mean, if I needed another controller and it was only like 30 more dollars, I would consider it probably. Right. But I, I, what I do is go on YouTube and watch a bunch of videos and they'd be like, eh, you know, it's not that much better. But we're talking about almost three times the price of a DualSense. That yeah, is insane. That's insane. I'm sure it's really nice, but uh, I don't know, man. I just don't see how. If somebody like had one right here, I would love to hold it. Three times as nice? No, I don't want to pay for it, but I'm sure it is nice. But yeah. three times as nice, no way. But that's something that I do feel like is extremely overpriced. Yeah, agreed. Now we got a comment here from T. Lee who said, the device, believe it or not, is going to be hard to find for at least a little while. Yeah, I know it's pretty pointless, but have hope that someday uh, someone will find a way to jailbreak it. And that's when all hell is going to break loose. Saw someone refer to the PSTV and how it was a waste of a product. And to this today, and to this day, I regret buying, not must be not buying one because they have become extremely expensive and due to its ability to be jailbroken. Okay. Due to like DUE. Okay. That really yeah. threw me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it can be jailbroken. Yeah. And I, I do think that there is a, a decent potential. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I just want to see what happens with these PlayStation portals. Like, what can they play? Because you know they can play some stuff natively. Like, mm -hmm. they're going to be able to. Yeah. The question is what? I'm really uh, interested in seeing, like, a breakdown of what's inside it. Mm -hmm. There may already be one somewhere. No, nah, I seriously doubt it. But No, nah, I, I think um, Sony's being a little little tighter about this. I don't think they're letting it out quite like that. I'm yet. sure Spawnwave or uh, well, I'm sure multiple people will probably tear into one. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know someone's going to immediately like jailbreak it and they're going to... Because it's probably run running like uh, uh, Android or something, right? Yeah, I think that's what... And so it's going to be like... It just depends on what kind of power it has. What can it emulate? Like it's someone's going to be running <clears throat> emulation on it pretty quick, I bet. And who knows what it'll be able to do. Yeah, I mean, people are saying they really hope that they can play Portal on their PlayStation portals. <laughs> oh, Yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect. I, I can't imagine that the processor is anything crazy since they're not planning on really hardly using it to play games. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll just have to see. I, I am pretty excited about it. Um, and I have hope that there's that they're going to have some magic, like mm -hmm. that Apple magic. Yeah. You know, I, we might get some Sony magic here where it just somehow is better than other um, remote play options yes now we haven't heard about any sort of like direct connection that it's going to have well, i don't think it does i don't think it does either but i'm just saying like the wii u had that back in the day and it worked great mm -hmm. so i i you know years later like this surely to god sony can pull some sort of bullcrap on us and make it work now the reviews i've seen every review i've watched mm -hmm. says that they you can't even tell that there's a lag yep but that being said they are putting it in the absolute best circumstances, like setting it up to be perfect. And it hasn't been just like out in the real world. And they chose who got to review that thing early. Right. So you don't know what kind of agree. I mean, I'm not trying to disparage anybody here. I know. If they asked us if we wanted to go review a PlayStation portal early because that because we seem like some positive guys, right. we'd be like, hell yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> you seem like you're real positive. You want to come play it. But for real, I don't think it's a lie to say that the people who reviewed it said at least they said that it, mm -hmm. they couldn't tell that there was any lag yes they did 
And that is one of the things with the remote play. You definitely notice the lag and mm -hmm. you definitely notice the compression of the video and audio. Yes. And just occasional stutters in general. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they can eliminate all that, I'll be over I, the moon. I don't expect it to be eliminated, but reduced maybe 50% of what it is now or more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. We're I hope so. Have, we're just going to have to see. We're and it comes out when? November... I want like to say it's like, yeah, like November 10th or something. Like it's it's mid-November sometime. Um, I want to say it was on the first half of November. This is showing me when the PlayStation Portable came out. Oh my gosh. No, the Portal. Come on now. I didn't even type did Portable. You, did you type Portalable? I, I did not. I, I In fact, I missed November 15th. You were yeah. right. Okay, November 15th. November the 15th. Okay. There you go. That's when it's coming. I'm excited. I really am. Well, Daniel, since we made it through all three of our topics, and you guys who hung out with us, you are troopers. Mm -hmm. And uh, we want to shout you out at the end of the next podcast to thank you for making it all the way to the end and hanging out with us. We really appreciate you guys. Without your support, we wouldn't be able to do this. That's right. And we do. Uh, what we do is we have this thing called the Three for Dale Club. So three for Dale. Leave us a comment uh, and just in the comment, put our code phrase three for Dale. That's like our secret code phrase that lets us know that you made it all the way to the end. If you leave that at the end of the next podcast, we'll shout you out. All right. Leading out the three for Dale club this week is Bobbity. Oh, Bobbity. Always here for us. Welcome back. Next, we got another return customer here. We got Guy. Guy, we love having you, man. We do. Next, we have the Laninator himself returning. Oh. The Laninator. I always forget to put the, and actually spelled Laninator's wrong, name wrong on this document that I made here. You didn't have to tell him that. I, <laughs> I read it right. Like, that was on you. This is Labanator. The Labanator. The Labanator. Uh, <laughs> up next, we got Dale himself. People don't even know what his name is anymore, but it's Landon Stallings. I'll remind you. Next up is AJK, a.k.a. Anthony, everybody's favorite Aussie. That's right. Next, we got Tom Derry. We read one of your comments earlier. Tom is also a very frequent poster on our Discord channel. We love Tom. That's right. We love Tom. And rounding up the Three for Dale Club this week is Morris Dennison. Welcome we back. Morris Dennison has one of my favorite names to say in the entire world. I like it because it... It just feels good. It feels good. It rolls. And it also makes me think like that his names have been switched. Because it would make more sense to me if it was Dennis Morrison. Because those are names I've heard. But Morris Dennison, I love. I love it. It does. It just is a great name. It's a great name. It's a great name. We don't agree on much, but we agree on that. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time, I'm Randy. Which makes me Daniel. And this has been Gaming Gig. Go Braves. Go Braves.